Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. You're listening to episode number 33, the Hotel Lobby Candle origin story with candle queen herself, Lindsay Silberman. We talk about how she had the idea, how we started designing the infamous Hotel Lobby Candle and what she learned along the way. Uh, enjoy today's episode and don't forget to go follow Lindsay at Lindsay Silb and also Hotel Lobby Candle at Hotel Lobby Candle on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Kiss my aesthetic, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media minded entrepreneurs. And you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Today, I have a very highly anticipated guest, uh, lifestyle blogger and candle queen, queen mother of Hotel Lobby Candle, uh, Lindsay Silverman. Lindsay, for those who don't know you yet, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and how you started? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, my name is Lindsay Silverman. I'm at Lindsay Silb on Instagram, and I am a lifestyle blogger turned um, candle entrepreneur <laughs> as of six months ago. And I run a lifestyle blog, lindsaysilverman.com, recently launched Hotel Lobby Candle, which is my um, luxury home fragrance line. And I also have a big Instagram account, big community on Facebook, all the things. So I um, came from a background in magazine editorial. So I think a lot of people wonder when you're a blogger, like, well, what did you do before? And most people, I mean, maybe not most people, but a lot of people did have another life before. And I definitely had, I had like 10 plus years of another professional life before this. I definitely didn't think ever that I would be doing what I'm doing now. I uh, worked as a magazine editor for 10 years, most recently as the deputy digital editor at Town & Country and El Decor. And then before that, I've written for Vogue, CNN, The Wall Street Journal, all the big uh, publications, primarily about beauty and luxury travel. Amazing. My dad is this person that doesn't believe in influencers. He and I do this like butt heads all the time because he's convinced and he always kind of said he creates hypotheticals. He's like, well, what does Tiffany and South Beach have to say about anything? And I said, no, like being an influencer is a real deal. And I tell the whole story of like lack of color hats. I would have never known about an Australian boutique hat brand four years ago, if not for the people whose lifestyles I aspired to lead were posting about it on Instagram because it's more about more than the product. It's about like portraying a lifestyle and creating a brand. And I think completely influencer do you what do you think about the word influencer does it kind of like turn sour in your mouth or have you come to love it at this point like I have yet to find a better word so you know when I do you better believe I'll be leaning into that but I had like a weird identity crisis because I had always identified as a journalist or an editor um, or writer And when I left that job, I was sort of like, what do I call myself? Like, am I, I'm still a journalist and editor. That was, that's how, you know, what my professional background and experience is, even if I'm not doing that full time anymore. 
And it felt really weird to have to introduce myself to people or explain what I do. I still, it, I'm so awkward when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I run a website and a social media account. Like, it's just, I, and I think the only reason why I feel that way is because the word influencer has, I don't know, just a negative connotation among a lot of people. But truthfully, I could care less like what, I'm called because I know like what I do matters to a lot of people. And I know that I do like affect purchase decisions and I help people find cool things and live, you know, their more, most luxurious lives. And so I really don't give a shit what and, I'm <laughs> Yeah. And the concept of influencer, in my opinion, has always existed. Like if yeah. you were going to a new city and you had a friend's best friend who was like, knew everything about the bars and restaurants in that city, you would ask them for the recommendation. It's just like going to any other expert. And I think your niche between luxury travel, beauty product and lifestyle style, like you kind of became known for these great pillars. And then of course you had beautiful photography to match. So it just kind of seems like it was kind of a perfect storm, but you started your blog and your branding was super DIY to start, right? Talk us through that. And then how you knew it was time to kind of like up the ante. Yeah. So I left my job in October of 2018 and I started the blog sort of right when I left. Um, and, you know, starting the blog, the words for me were like, no problem. I spent 10 years writing. So it was like, you know, blog posts, like no problem. I had no idea how to make a website. So I just like did WordPress, found a template, put in the photos that I had, which were good. I had like a logo that I made in Canva, which was looking back on it horrendous. I think what actually <laughs> happened was I had the day that I that I plan on like announcing on Instagram that I was leaving my job. I knew I wanted to use that opportunity to drive people to my website to announce that I was launching a website. And it was like the night before and I had no logo. Like I literally had been so busy getting the website up and all my blog content that I had nothing, no logo, no branding, nothing. So I went into Canva. I picked like one random script font. I did like a double layer of it and slapped it on the header and then launched and you know, things just move so fast that all of a sudden it was two years later, I was like, I cannot believe that I'm still living with this like atrocious logo that looks like it was made by a third grader because especially because I have a, a super luxe brand and overall my, you know, the products and the things I talk about are luxury. So it just like was a little bit of a mismatch. Like it wasn't horrible, but it just didn't look like someone professional made it. <laughs> Let's just put there it that you way. Go. There you go. So then yeah, you're like, okay, I know I want to work with a designer. Explain kind of how that course of action went, like how you tried to find someone and then how you ended up, we ended up talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I think I got to the point where I was like, I need to step things up a notch. I continuously felt like I knew what my, in my mind, what my brand was and what my vision was, but it wasn't really being translated onto my website and all of my social platforms. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get hire a designer. I had no idea what to look for in a designer other than just like a gut feeling and feeling like they, I like their style. And so, you know, some people had sent me portfolios or websites and I was just sort of like, eh, about everything. I just didn't know, like, I didn't know whether if you didn't really like their work for other people, was it because it wasn't your style and that's reflective of, of them not being right for you? Or maybe it's just because like, yeah, those were different brands and they had different preferences. So I just was very overwhelmed. And then I kind of gave up on finding someone 
that would be right for me. And eventually one night late, I'm scrolling on TikTok. One of your videos came up in my feed and it was one of your behind the brands, design brand 60 seconds videos. And the brand you were designing was just like so cool. So like exactly what I would have. It just like aesthetically, it felt like you were a person who would understand my vision. Yeah. Um, and then I just started looking through like a lot more of your videos and I was like, I, this girl, I need to hire her. Like I didn't know anything about you. Didn't know if you were cost a million dollars. I didn't know if you were like famous, but I was like, <laughs> let me just like, let me just like hit her up and see like what she has to say. And of course, after that, like the rest is history and, um, it was a match made in heaven. Those videos, it's so wild to me because I kind of fell into making those videos on accident. I have a TikTok episode coming out with my sister where we're talking about TikTok and about how I kind of just started creating, like, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could summarize a whole project in a minute. Like, let's just see if I could do it. And I did the first few and I was like, oh, like, these are kind of picking up. Like, okay, like, let's do more. I've been doing this already for five years. Like, I have a huge backlog of portfolio work I could share. And it became like a great opportunity. But I think what I did specifically in those videos that really helped people understand my thought process was saying, here's the logo and here's why it rocks for this brand. Like, here's how it's answering, it's solving a problem, it's reaching an audience, it's specific to what this business owner needs. And I think in doing that, someone watching it can be like, Oh, well, if you can do that for them, can you do that for me? And actually, that's exactly what sold me because I remember seeing you describe the way a font like curled up on, you just like cu kind of customized a font and you talked through your process. And I was like, wet. my mind was so blown. It was something so simple, but I was like, wow, what a smart, like creative way to approach something that could just be like boring, like picking out a font, but I really liked your thought process and, and that for sure made me understand what makes a designer talented and unique. And yeah, you sold me. So great job that keep doing Thanks. that. <laughs> no, it was great. I still need to post yours. I still need to post hotel lobby candle. I got such an influx of jobs, like right around that time. Like this was probably spring 2020, like end of last year, or we were working before that. We were 20, 2019 where we were working together. I think so. Yeah. This is a great, it's 2021 already, Lindsay. Oh my God. <laughs> Where's the wild. time gone? But yeah, yeah, we signed on to do your blog. And luckily it's a designer's dream to work with someone that has incredible photography assets because your style was so clear. And I was like, oh, yeah. like I can work with this. So in designing the logo, I wanted to make sure that we had these like super custom touches and like very high end touches without being kitschy or heavy handed. But like you needed to look legit next to some of these brands you're partnering with. Of course, like we wanted you to be absolutely on par and really kind of position yourself as that like authority figure in the luxury um, beauty and travel and lifestyle space. And so I sent over the presentation video. What was your reaction? I know Matt probably watched it with you too, huh? Yeah, I just was like, wow, I, there were just so many thoughtful touches and so many things that you brought out of what I said that I certainly would have never been able to articulate. Um, and just like really cool ways to elevate ideas that I had and just make them more beautiful and more thought out. And I, yeah, I was just like totally floored right away. And I think what we did with your branding that I also love is it gives you a lot of um, potential for growth and potential for extensions of your brand, because it's my idea that anybody's efforts, whether you have a brand, a product-based business, a service-based business, whatever, that every effort that you do, like it should all look related. Like they don't have to be twins, but they should definitely be siblings from the same family. Um, so there are, for people who pay extra close attention, some very 
good similarities between the branding of the Lindsay Silverman website and Hotel Lobby Candle, um, down to like little diamond shapes and fonts and like orientation. And I've had people, yeah, I've had people say to me before, like, oh my God, the branding of the candles, it's, it's so on brand for you. This feels so you. It's so in line with like, everything that is that your platforms are about so that to me felt like it had been a, a big success for sure so let's rewind to we show you the presentation for the branding for the blog and then you say okay michelle this is last summer this is like july ish june july i have another project for you and then hit me what it's hotel lobby candle tell us about how you had this idea and how you knew now was the time to do it well because i have worked for so many years in the luxury travel space as a, a travel writer, I just love hotels. And I love in particular hotel lobbies. And I will use any excuse to just post up in a hotel lobby at the bar at, you know, on a couch with a computer, like just people watching and taking it all in. And the thing that I kind of had noticed every time I went into these really nice hotels was the smell. A lot of them have these like intoxicating, amazing, amazing signature smells that are unique to that property. And I found that like, when I would go back to places that I'd been to before, I just immediately was hit with that scent that reminded me of the place. And often I would try to hunt down like where the smell was from. I would ask like, okay, who makes this? Do you sell this? Like, where can I find it? How would you describe it? What's the brand? And it just seemed like there was never a clear, sometimes they would have sell a candle in the um, boutique. And sometimes the people would say they didn't know. And so I just had been marinating on this idea, like, why don't I should just create my own brand that takes inspiration from all these different places I've been, and, and not have it affiliated with any one particular hotel, but just sort of be the essence of all this five star, you know, these, these memories that I have from five star lobbies. Um, and truthfully, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know if I would ever actually do it, come up, like make the brand happen. And then also I thought if I do do it, it'll probably be like next year. So this was in 2020, like early 2020. It had been continuously in the back of my mind for years. I thought maybe I'll do it next year because I was always traveling so much. I never really had the time to sit down and like make a brand. So um, then COVID happened and we were home for way longer than I've ever been in my life for many, many um, years. I've been traveling like two weeks plus per month. And so I was home and I, I was getting from my followers that they were spending so much time at home and really like wanted tips on how to like make their home offices or their home spaces feel luxurious and comforting. Um, and between that and people missing travel, it was like a no brainer that this product had to be released like during this time period. And I thought, well, I get like, this is the time we're home. I have time to work on it. Like if we can find a manufacturer who can like get it done for me, I really wanted to do it for holiday. Like, let's just see if we can make it happen. And I had no idea what I was doing. Like I've never done this before. My husband like is founded the company with me and he worked, you know, work for luxury brands before, but he'd never created a product. So we were really going in blind and we just had learned a lot along the way. It was a lot of asking questions, reaching out to manufacturers, understanding how their process works, getting samples, learning about shipping and logistics and custom boxes and all of that stuff. Like that was a full, almost a full year of learning um, before. And like a full-time job on top of what you're already doing. And at the time, his full-time job as well. 
like talk about passion project, right? Like lots of late nights and you guys are a few hours ahead of me on the East coast. And I still remember getting emails from you at like midnight my time. And I'm like, girl, go to bed. (laughs) I remember a few times of you being like, it's like 3am there. Go to sleep. And I, and I know. And I was like, but I just have a few more things I need to nail down with this website. And I'm like still reaching out to, there were just so many aspects that like take time. And, and because I'm like very particular and because I wanted everything done a certain way, I needed to find like the right manufacturers and the right scents and every aspect. I mean, from the ribbons to the key card inserts, everything like we, one of the most unique aspects of um, our candles is that when you get them, you get this little uh, hotel key card and it has burning instructions or and tips for how to use a candle, which was completely your genius concept. You deserve all credit. It was like flawless, phenomenal marketing. Well, I threw the idea out to you and I was, you had said, you know, we need to include the wording label and the other things that have to go like by regulation standards, I guess, with candles. And we have to do Mm -hmm. like an instructions card of like how to treat your candle. Cause they're these beautiful, like made in the USA of soy hand poured, like the whole experience candle. And I was like, Oh, well it has to be a hotel key card. And you're like, done, we're doing it. And I was like, wait, really? And you're like, yep, done. We're doing it. Well, I think I, when you said it, when you said it, I was like, done, we're doing it. Of course, I had no idea like where you even get something like that or how you make that. And so then that was like a whole nightmare trying to find someone who would make me these like custom key cards that I wanted. Every place I reached out to didn't understand that we were in an actual hotel. So like (laughs) they were like, I had to be going back. People were like, do you need an RFID chip? Like, does this need to be magnetic? What's the hotel location? I'm like, no, no, it's actually not a hotel. It's just the idea of a hotel. It can just literally be like a black little strip. It doesn't have to work. It was like, I must've gone through seven manufacturers. Maybe I think I was actually on my seventh manufacturer that I talked to about these stupid little key cards. And I was like, forget it. This is just like not worth the headache. I'm never going to find someone who's able to do it. But like, I think it was one night I was literally up till two in the morning. I'm like, let me just email one more person. Like, I'll just give it a shot. Let me try one more person. That person ended up being the company that I was able to use to get them for me in time. And like, thank God I was a stubborn little brat about it because those have been the things that people are like are most blown away by and excited about. They're going bonkers for them. Bonkers. So, and I don't think we told anyone that that's what was coming in their candles in that first order, but I want to go to aesthetics for a second because aesthetics, obviously we're talking luxury hotels. We're talking luxury scent, high price point, luxury home item. How important is branding to that whole process? I mean, it's everything like I know as a consumer and also coming from a background um, in magazine editorial where I was work for luxury magazines, I was sent press releases and products. And my job was essentially to like weed through all the stuff to find like the best stuff and design and branding is so I mean, it's everything. It's almost you know, sometimes it's almost more important than the product itself. I happen to think that our candles are amazing and the branding is just, you know, an added compliment to them. But I think that a lot of brands just get by on having sick branding and marketing and packaging. Um, And so I knew that if we wanted something to be shareable and something that people got excited about posting and taking pictures of, like it had to be the coolest, the most beautiful, the most Instagrammable, like, you know, just visual, um, like aesthetically pleasing. 
And it goes both ways too, right? Because you can have the most amazing packaging, logo, social in the world, but if your product is shit, you're not going to go anywhere. And on the flip side, you can have the most amazing product, but if you don't have the right branding and marketing strategy, it could totally fall on its face. And when you first launched, actually, when we did the logo presentation, I think when I presented it in the video, because I went back and watched it the other day, I said, I think this is the least involved logo I've ever made because it truly is a font. Like it's, it's monster out font, like written out in apps. Like it's not complex, but the other bits of the brand elevate it. Right. So like creating bespoke like patterns for each candle and like creating the key card or the ribbon or the submark or uh, there's so many other layers that bring that up, but we were kind of going for that, like Chanel Dior, like high end luxury feel, which they, focus on minimalism and negative space. And so how can we kind of take that and embed it in a way that this product belongs on the shelf next to those kinds of products, right? And packaging that lasts. Right. And I remember when I like first told you about what I had in mind for the logo, I like think I I was nervous that you were going to feel like it wasn't exciting enough or crazy enough. And I remember saying to you like, I want like I literally we're not reinventing the wheel here like simple plain like very basic don't feel inclined to do anything crazy you don't need to like wow me with the label and the logo it just needs to be classic simple and and look expensive and I'm when you came back to me with like literally exactly what I wanted I was just blown away and just I think that paired with the submark, like finding other ways to create those customizations gave space, gave breathing space also to really when you do smell the candle, you're like, oh my God, it fits. Like it just kind of has that immersive quality. And I think that's what we're going for in the social too. It's just how can we transport people and give them that feeling of escapism that feels high end, like it feels like a treat, like it feels luxurious, like a vacation. And I am a nerd for this stuff. Like this is so fun to me, but every decision in the packaging also was intended to be reused. So like, we're not going to sit here and claim like it's like the most eco-friendly, whatever. Right. But, but if you are going to spend that kind of money at that price point, then like, yeah, reuse the bugs, reuse the ribbon, reuse the stuff. Talk to us a little bit about that and a little bit about how that's now triggered into the, the next collection. With packaging. Yeah. So one thing I knew from the very beginning was that I wanted everything to, to be designed so that it could be like repurposed and used. I wanted it to be so beautiful to look at that you would be excited to have this in your home, even when you were done burning it. And I'm um, a big fan of reusing my candles for like makeup brushes or pencils or flower, like little flower arrangements. And so I thought like, well, it'd be really cool if we could just have the candles be so gorgeous that people will really come up with different unique ways to reuse them when they're done. So um, that's sort of how we design we design them with that in mind. And now that people are kind of burning through their first orders, we're starting to see some really, really unique things come in. And that's such a fun extension of the brand too, because then it kind of outlives just that like first experience. Like it kind of can have second life and it can be that thing that's on your bedside table or in your bathroom or on your mantle that like doesn't look out of place even when it's finished. I think that had a big role in in the design of it as well. And then now getting ready for Hotel Lobby Paris by the time we're recording this episode, which I'm sure we're going to have to have you back on because we're going to have to do a recap of the (laughs) Paris launch because we are in the thick of it. We are almost ready to let people start checking out on this next collection. So tell us a bit about the idea of the collection and then some of the design choices that we made to reflect that location. So I think when I had the idea of Hotel Lobby Candle from the beginning, I thought it was 
kind of amazing because it was so versatile and I, it could be translated into so many different things. So we launched with a hotel lobby signature candle, which is sort of just representative of like a classic fancy hotel lobby scent. But I knew that eventually it could be reinterpreted for different cities or different locations. We did hotel lobby holiday for this holiday season. Um, and I started thinking about what cities we would want to represent. And of course, Paris was like fully on the list. And then I knew that I wanted to launch around a, a new collection around Valentine's Day, because it's a time when a lot of people are purchasing candles. And it just fell into place. It's the city of love. It's like perfect for Valentine's Day. So we decided to do the city of love hotel lobby Paris, the city of love collection. And yeah, it just like we had so much fun coming up with the branding and the concept and everything for that. So fun. And it was actually, I think in the original presentation, we kind of talked about this with how hotel lobby candle could be hotel lobby, insert city here and insert place here. And kind of what does that smell like? And then what does that look like? So we were kind of playing with this idea of all these marble patterns kind of feeling like, because there's a difference too, and it's really subtle between being in a hotel lobby versus a hotel room. A hundred percent. We've paid a lot of attention to like the lobby experience, obviously because of the name, but it would be really easy to just like trip into the room part and forget that, oh no, 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 this is about the lobby. So in creating some of the collateral for the brand, it's like, okay, what does that feel like? Like walking into that luxury hotel? Like for me, I'm envisioning like those big marble floors or like a huge, like hefty reception desk that just like has this like grandeur to it. So creating like the marble patterns for the signature candle and the the holiday candle were super fun. It's just like, oh, this is kind of like a micro theme within a theme that we could go for. So for Paris, I had thrown out the idea of like, oh, checkerboard floors, like Versailles, we've got kind of this neoclassical vibe, like we could absolutely run with this. So then that became the exterior packaging for the trio set. Yeah. And like that whole concept, I think for us, like we had discussed the candle vessel itself is like, it's very chic and matte and minimal. And you and I kind of decided that like what, where we would use to speak to the product would be through the boxes and through like the exterior packaging. And so each candle that we release has something unique about the packaging that feels authentic to the place that it's inspired by. Absolutely. And I think that that also gives us, again, like once you kind of set some parameters weirdly people think like, oh, I don't want to put that many limitations, right? Like we could have done Hotel Lobby Paris and everything could have been rose petals, but then now we've like departed from our theme of everything else. And if we're trying to build um, something that's collections based, it makes all the sense in the world to have like that, that running thread. Uh, so I love those possibilities, of course. Um, knowing this about Hotel Lobby Candle and knowing that there's a potential to create new lines, how much do you want to like let people in on what you're working on or not? I don't think I want to let people in at all until, until like the peer, I think what's really been working for us is doing like this tease. And then we um, announce what the collection is. And then it becomes a, a few days later, it becomes available. I think like there's something kind of cool about people keeping everyone guessing and wondering um, and like imagining what it might be. And I just, I feel like that's something that just makes it unique um, and will 
keep people engaged in the brand. It's painful for me because I want to share behind the scenes everything. So like you've got me, I'm like, can I post now? Can I go now? (laughs) Um, But it is fun. It definitely creates like, again, like it creates, uh, I think, an anticipation within the brand. Do you think that this strategy would have been as effective if social media didn't exist? You know, I definitely relied like so heavily on my um, accounts to make this happen. Like I had initially thought when we had launched the brand, I knew that I had a loyal audience who, if I said that I believed in something, they would believe in it too and they would buy it. And I felt like, okay, well, I, my audience can only go so far and then eventually like we'll have to start um, sending to other people and having, getting other people to post about it and coming up with like different ads and Facebook targeting and whatever. But like in the first launch, we sold out so fast. Like we didn't even literally only my audience knew about it because I didn't send any packages to influencers. We didn't do any ads. We didn't like pr- promote it anywhere, literally other than on my account. And how, f- how fast did you sell out exactly? We so- sold out in 24 minutes. Um, it was the crazy, like Michelle, when I tell you, I know a lot of people are like, Oh yeah. Like ne- never in a million years expected to sell out. When I tell you that we, what we ordered, so we launched in October, that was like a pre, that was supposed to be a pre-sale that was supposed to be so that people could like get their orders in early. And then our official launch was supposed to be in November. And I assumed that what we ordered, we, we would just be selling kind of a little bit every day up until Christmas. If you would have told me that we would sell out in 24 minutes in October before we even like officially launched the brand, I mean, I called it a pre-sale, but it ended up being the entire launch because there was like no product left for the actual launch. So yeah. Like what an adrenaline rush, huh? It was. Like sitting there watching orders come in like, holy shit. I mean, I've (laughs) never experienced anything like it in my life. I, you know, I was telling you earlier that I have worked with so many amazing brands on brand partnerships and brands that I like couldn't have dreamed would know who I am or want to work with me. And I've accomplished a lot of really cool, crazy things, but nothing compares to the feeling of having something that was a thought in your mind, like become real life and then seeing other people get as excited about it as you are and seeing them hold it and post it and share it and say how it made their day. Um, and like, there's no partnership I've ever had or accomplishment, you know, I've ever experienced that compares to that feeling. And I never thought that I would start a product-based business. I never even thought I would start a business period. I thought I would just be working in corporate like magazines for my entire life. So this has all been kind of a surprising, amazing roller coaster for me. And yeah, I just, it's kind of surreal. And I think that for me has been also been the coolest part of watching this whole come up story is working with you guys from the social side and the branding side and packaging and really kind of seeing that extension of like people really getting the product and enjoying it because reviews I've run my whole business on like reviews and testimonials and word of mouth. And then also to see, again, it goes back to the point we said before is like, you could have the best branding in the world and the shittiest product or the shittiest branding and the best product. But when you get the two and it's like a perfect storm, and it's like this underpromise over deliver, right? Like you're buying a candle online you've never smelled before from somebody who you just follow on Instagram. Like that sounds preposterous, but then to see people get it and just go like head over heels for it and head over heels for the details and like the intention that we put into it has been just like 
it's a dream. Like, it feels like I have to pinch myself like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this like for a living. Like I get to help with this stuff. And the brands I've helped with before, like my business model before was like, oh, I, I just do branding. Like, okay, here are your assets. Like go fly, be free, enjoy. But then to be able to be with the brand for as long as we have, which has been just over a year and change. Um, it's been really incredible to see how much potential there is in that kind of like perfect partnership. Yeah. And I think too, like it just helps to work with you for all aspects of the brand to have like a cohesive message and have like everything feel like cohesive, everything, everything feel like it's was thought out from start to finish and it's all blends together. And between like, you know, we use just the same graphics in our emails that we have on the website that we have on our social. And I think that if we had just like Listen, I'm like a social media, I, I do like Instagram for my living. So one would think, why don't you just do the Instagram by like on your own? Why don't I just do the Instagram or run the Instagram and socials? But I just feel like you guys are coming at it from a more thoughtful, like branding perspective that incorporates like the fonts and the storytelling and everything that we kind of work through together. Um, like when we created the the branding that it just like makes total sense. And I will gladly hand off um, that, that, you know, help to you guys because you guys absolutely kill it. And a perfect extension of this, which happened totally by accident was the playlist. I was like trying to get in the mind space of like creating this, the social graphics and the packaging and stuff. And I'm like, uh, like music to me, I'm not like a music head by any stretch, but there's a vibe. Like when there's a brand, a really strong brand, like there's a very specific vibe. And I knew what it sounded like weirdly. Like I knew by looking at the logo and talking to you, like I knew what that hotel lobby would sound like. I said, this just has to exist. And so now it's like the playlist is kind of morphing to like this kind of French vibe and people are going bonkers for the playlist, which is just such a fun extra level. It's like, and then we're thinking of like, okay, well now the playlist has to be 65 hours because the candle is a 65 hour burn time. It's just like... We just go, you and I, I think both nerd out about the same stuff about making it so extra special that it just feels obvious. And I think also like we play off of each other's ideas so much and, you know, I'll have a nugget of an idea and then I'll just like say it, how about we do this? And then you will like in your crazy brain, come up with some other way to make it crazy. And then you'll send it back to me and then I'll make a tweak. And then we just like, you know, because I have been working solo for the past few years, um, I am so used to just being the only one to like make these decisions and having knowing that I have like a sounding board and a person whose advice and like taste level I trust implicitly, like trust more than my own is pretty invaluable. And being part of a team is such a cool experience. And I think between you and I, it's not just you and I either. We've got email help. We've got copywriting help. We've got your husband who's like intercepting deliveries and making sure they're getting to the right people. Like insane, like social media managers, our concierge, like the concierge team is tight. It's a tight knit group and it's awesome. And I love seeing people get like, even though they don't know the depth or the breadth of what we, what we're really doing behind the scenes, the fact that they can enjoy it and like have that kind of reaction. It's just like, it's like its own type of currency. It's very bizarre. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's just a, it's, yeah, it's a treat. It's a treat to work on. All right. Well, I think that's, we should leave it at that. Happy, happy nights for Hotel Lobby Candle. Uh, where can everybody find you, follow you, order candles if you have any left by the time this podcast comes out? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you, you know, when you're listening to this, 
by all means, go check hotellobbycandle.com. We may have candles in stock. We may not. We are hoping to start consistently having them in stock, but we're kind of learning as we go, like what the demand is. So check it out. See if they're there. I would say buy one immediately because you never know when they're going to be back. And then my account is at Lindsay Silb, um, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-S-I-L-B. And then our Hotel Lobby Candle account, of course, is at Hotel Lobby Candle. Check out that feed because it is run by MKW Creative. And um, it's really a really great experience just browsing through all those cool pics. Well, thank you so much. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, leave us a review, do all that fun stuff. And then come join us in the Facebook group, Kiss My Aesthetic. Lindsay's in there. And of course, as soon as we started working together, we realized we were in a ton of the same Facebook groups. Which we're, was like, so fa- we're Facebook groupies. We love Facebook oh, groups. Absolutely. <laughs> and Lindsay has a Facebook group as well, uh, Silp Squad, which you should check out also. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. For show notes on what we've discussed today, links to anything that might be relevant, go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all the happy stuff wherever you listen to podcasts. And come join us in the Facebook group, Kiss My Aesthetic. We would love to see you there. Have a great day.